Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at discounttire.com. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Wes Mitchell. We're going to talk about today's uh, pre-Missouri press conference held by Will Muschamp. And, Wes, it was the longest press conference, uh, midweek press conference, that Muschamp has had all season. It lasted about half an hour. Last week's was only about 14 minutes. And I remember thinking, you know, it's interesting how things can change with just one win, a big win for South Carolina over 18th-ranked Tennessee over the weekend. And people have a lot more to say coming off a big win. And that was the case today for Will Muschamp. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think that uh... – he uh, sort of just seems to be in a, a good mood and a good place. You know, I think that the fact that the team had, had really just bared down and, and practiced well, the focus and the energy was really good last week. And, you know, the, the funny thing is this within the program, that there's been confidence that they still, you know, even after the start they were off to, the 2-4 and four start, there's, uh, you know, some confidence that, they were going to be able to get to bowl eligibility. And, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, even those of us who follow the program very closely and, have, you know, have been around this program for a while and, you know, are from this state, it, there's a little bit of uh, sort of, um, I, I guess you didn't necessarily buy into that, I guess. And I, you know, think that on paper it didn't look good for them to, to get to a bowl game. And I, I think – now that they they've won this game against Tennessee, it's it's pretty amazing how one game can sort of uh, just change the entire perception. And I, I think that's what we're seeing right now, both within the program and outside the program. This uh, I, I wrote an article um, this afternoon, basically saying how this to me changes the entire perception because it, it's one thing for them to you know, be able to tell recruits they're planning on winning. It's it's another thing completely different to actually show some some real evidence of their progress. So I, you know, and Muschamp sort of echoed that in, in his press conference as well. So I, I think that there's just a little bit, he's in a good mood. The, the players seem to be in a good place right now. And, you know, I, I think that now the attention turns to what is, what is now the biggest game of the year, Emerson, I think, for this team. Yeah, 4 o'clock kick, South Carolina, Missouri, coming up on Saturday at Williams-Brice. And we're going to talk more about Missouri here. And I should clarify, Wes, it wasn't just Muschamp that talked more today. I thought the media asked a lot more questions today than they have in weeks past. And, you know, going back to the starting quarterback situation a couple weeks ago when we didn't know who the starter was going to be and Muschamp had not named one, you know, there were quite a few questions asked that day, but, you know, roughly twice as many questions asked today. So I think not only was Muschamp, in a good mood today, but I think the media felt better approaching him about any number of topics today. So the win over Tennessee certainly had something to do with that. So about 30 minutes, Muschamp addressed the media today. He fielded a variety of questions, Wes, and I'm just going to take you through some of the talking points today and get your thoughts on uh, any number of things that Muschamp talked about today. He opened up 
talking about Missouri, and he said they're an up-tempo offense, only about 10 or 15 seconds between snaps for Missouri. You know, maybe they run 10 or 15 seconds off the play clock before they're lined up and ready to snap it again. So up-tempo offense will be a concern for the Gamecock defense this week. Muschamp also mentioned that Missouri's got 24 first-time starters. The Gamecocks have 19 first-time starters, and Muschamp pointed out that uh, the Gamecocks are starting seven true freshmen. That's the most in the country, and Muschamp said that uh, the Gamecocks are playing 19 true freshmen. So we talked extensively about the youth of this Gamecock football team. That's why that win over Tennessee was so important, Wes. This is a young Gamecock football team. Nearly everybody's going to be back next year. Yeah, you know, they. Uh, I think you see uh, the quarterbacks of freshmen, uh, you know, the premier running back now, I think, uh, you know, Rico Dow. Uh, he's a freshman. Brian Edwards is a freshman. Then, you know, you have a number of other guys that maybe maybe they aren't freshmen, but they're still young players. Uh, you know, AJ Turner's a redshirt freshman. Uh, Debo Samuel's a redshirt sophomore. Um, technically, Hayden Hurst, even though he's an older guy, is a sophomore. So you have a lot of guys that have not necessarily played a lot of ball that are making huge contributions, particularly on the offense. You know, I think. You look at the offensive side and you'll say the future is bright. And then you look at the defensive side and you say the job that this staff has done with this this defense with some of the same pieces as, as the previous staff had is, is just, to me, incredible. And you've seen guys make strides. You've seen, of course, basically that you know you, you have a, a guy like Jamarcus King come in where you add him to the mix, and I, I think, I mean, no one can argue against the idea that, you know, he's just been phenomenal this year. I think Jamarcus King has played his way into all SEC consideration. So, uh, but for the most part, a lot of the same guys. So to me, you, you just sort of have to give this staff credit for both adding pieces to the mix, but also taking the guys that were already on campus and, and putting them in a position to succeed. You talked about Rico Dowdle, the freshman from Asheville. Muschamp was asked about him today. And Dowdle coming off a 128-yard rushing effort in the win over Tennessee Saturday night. And Muschamp was asked where South Carolina was in terms of recruiting and landing Rico Dowdle when Muschamp got the job in December of last year. And Coach Muschamp said that Sean Elliott recruited Rico Dowdle, and he mentioned that Rico had played a quarterback in high school. So Rico Dowdle, you know, one of the more talked about freshmen that are getting a lot of playing time right now. And interesting, West, that, you know, he didn't play the first month of the season. He had that hamstring injury for a lot of preseason camp, and that hampered him you know, well into the start of the season. And he's emerged uh, after missing the first month of the year as a very reliable threat in the ground game. Yeah, I think all, all the more impressive what he's been able to do when you consider that, uh, you know, basically – he didn't get the practice time you would that most freshmen would. You know, some some guys obviously come in in January, and uh, Rico got in in the summer like like your average regular freshman, um, and uh, basically, you know, you you have a situation where he not only got here at a normal time, but then just uh, misses most of uh, preseason practice, then misses. I think it was five weeks of practice during the season. So he's sort of learning as he goes, Emerson, and, and so it makes it all the more impressive that he's doing this basically on a lot of natural ability and that he's he, he's obviously a kid that's pretty sharp at picking things up. He, he's learned quickly, and, you know, some – I know Muschamp's talked about this before. Some guys have to go do something to sort of learn it and get better. Some guys can take what they're being shown on – you know, the X's and O's or, or can watch another guy do something and then pick it up relatively quickly. And I think with Rico Daddle, 
you're seeing that he he picks up things pretty quickly. This is Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell. We hope you'll download the Gamecock Central Radio app. It's on the App Store and on Google Play. To subscribe to the Gamecock Central Radio podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Wes, Muschamp updated a number of players in today's press conference, and he talked about Sky Moore. First of all, he was asked about Sky Moore. You know, there were some internet rumors that came out yesterday that Moore might return to practice before the season was out, and turns out that was misinformation, and Muschamp cleared that up. He said that Moore has been cleared to max lift. He's been cleared for light weightlifting up until yesterday when he was cleared to max lift. So no contact until at least January for Sky Moore, the Gamecocks all-SEC linebacker who's out all year due to that neck injury, but still plenty of hope that Sky Moore can return to his normal self again next year. And what a boost that would be for the Gamecock defense. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what he wants to do, what his decision-making process is at the end of the year. But, um, yeah, so he'll, he'll be cleared in, in January. And then, um, obviously, uh, Muschamp uh, updated on Donnell Stanley. Sounds like he's actually uh, in a good place now physically. We'll see. I'm, I'm curious to see where he gets back into the mix there on the offensive line. Muschamp clearly very high on Donnell and thinks that, He's got a chance to help this team. Uh, we've seen them use pretty much the same offensive line, uh, I think, ever since Malik Young was inserted into the lineup against Texas A&M. So we'll see if Donnell can quickly get back into that mix. And then, uh, you know, Randrikas Davis, that was an interesting um, note from Muschamp is that he could be a guy they consider for a medical redshirt. He's not going to play this week. And, you know, I, I think once you're talking about three games left, obviously possibly a bowl uh, when you look at that guy's upside and what he's capable of, I, I think it would probably make sense if your other receivers are, are playing well and you're getting good uh, play out of the tight ends too to maybe uh, take that opportunity to to get Randrickus Davis an extra season and sit him down and, and let him be a redshirt freshman next year. Yeah, Muschamp did say that Davis will not play against Missouri on Saturday, and he said that the staff would sit down and talk with him about the possibility of a medical redshirt. So that looks like that's something that could be in the offing for Randrickus Davis, who uh, got into a game earlier this year and showed some good signs, You know, did some good things in the limited playing time that he's had this year, but injuries have been a problem for him here in 2016. So, Wes, uh, I suppose I've watched too many Dabo Sweeney press conferences conferences over the years. Dabo tends to be long-winded, and I've really come to appreciate brief answers. And Muschamp today, he's very good at this, Wes. He he fielded three questions today, and his answers were very, very brief, very abrupt, in fact. Uh, And and I like the way he keeps the press conference moving when he does that. I'm going to give you these three questions that Muschamp fielded today and the answers that he gave. Uh, And these questions came at different points in today's press conference, but these are three questions that he got today from members of the media. Will Brandon McElwain, any chance that he moves to slot receiver? Muschamp said, no, he's our quarterback. End of discussion. I had not heard discussion that McElwain might move to slot or maybe some other position in an effort to try to get him more involved offensively. Wes, but Muschamp slammed the door on that right away. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and you know what? I, I don't think his skill set is really a fit for another position either, uh, to be completely honest. You know, I think he's a quarterback all the way, and you know, he'll, uh, Bentley's obviously the guy right now, but I mean, you know, the expression, you know, he's, he's one, uh, turned ankle away from McElwain being right back out there. So uh, I think you have to, you know, he has to go into the off season thinking about, uh, into these final four games, thinking about doing everything he can to improve. But yeah, much champ, very, very savvy, I think is the word. Um, he's very savvy. Now he'll, 
he'll talk some ball with you sometimes. You know, he'll if he gets yeah if he gets onto a football oriented like scheme or X's and O's or t- or coaching point um, type of question, he'll talk some ball with you. But when it's stuff like that, he uh, he very quickly gets his uh, gets his answer out. Just like uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, when everybody was trying to ask him about Bentley, and uh, he uh, he can dodge. Uh, he can dodge questions about as yeah. good as uh, Rico Daddle can dodge uh, defenders. <laughs> yeah, Muschamp knows how to steer the press conference, that's for sure. There was another question that Muschamp was asked today. It was something to the effect of uh, coming into the season, uh, are you right now where you <laughs> wanted to be? And he said, no, we wanted to be 8-0. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was basically on to the next question. And, you know, there was seven or eight seconds of uncomfortable silence before the next question came. But I thought that was a good answer. And then he was also asked about DJ Smith. He was asked if DJ Smith has entered concussion protocol. And Muschamp said no. He dinged his shoulder a little bit. So, yeah, I like the short answers, Wes. It re- really doesn't mean a lot. But, uh, again, having li- listened to a number of Dabo Sweeney press conferences, I appreciate the fact that Muschamp can keep his answer short when he deems it necessary. Yeah, how uh, how long of a podcast will we have to do right now if we uh... – <laughs> If we were talking about Dabo's, uh, <laughs> Dabo's press conferences, so yeah, I, and I, and you know what I'm, uh, you know I I like I enjoy the uh, the football stuff when it gets into that because he you know he talked for like it seemed like four minutes uh, on defending the Hail Mary <laughs> a few I guess uh, what was that maybe before the Georgia game after Georgia had just gotten beat by that Hail Mary, uh, so it it's kind of funny the questions that sort of get a get him fired up a little bit and then the questions that he's just like all right i'm i'm gonna get an answer out and get on to the next <laughs> right he did talk a little bit of ball today as you mentioned uh you know he's he's known to do that and he talked about the fly zone today on kickoff coverage uh that was something he, he went he elaborated on rather extensively today he said that when the kickoff is the right uh trajectory and the right distance when the Gamecocks are on cover team, they expect the kids on the cover team to be at about the 30-yard line coming down to cover to kick. And he said that we, there have been times this year where the Gamecocks have had players at the 36 or the 38-yard line, so these kids in the fly zone are not flying quite fast enough for the coaching staff's liking. So he talked about that rather extensively today. And Wes, he mentioned a couple of other things before we wrap it up today. Muschamp was asked about seniors who maybe aren't getting as much playing time as they'd like because the Gamecocks are playing so many young players. We've talked about the fact South Carolina is playing 19 freshmen right now, and Muschamp said, yeah, you know, he'd rather play a young player that's got talent and upside as opposed to a player that is maybe more experienced but just doesn't have as much talent and uh, whose time at South Carolina is limited. He was very candid about that. And he, he mentioned uh, that players are still buying in. And he mentioned Perry Orth by name. He said Orth, you know, fifth-year senior, uh, still buying in and still helping to develop Jake Bentley and Brandon McElwain. And Muschamp said that Perry Orth is making the most of his situation. Good to see. Yeah, you know, I think Perry's always been the uh, – consummate uh, professional and teammate and uh, I, I think Perry Orth as, as Muschamp said I, you know is huge for these young players he he's not a guy that has let the fact that he's not playing anymore affect him and you know I, I think that that's not just coach speak when Muschamp says that you know Orth has sort of taken ownership of this program and and I, I do hope that the fan base will sort of remember Perry Orth for for reasons like that versus the fact that you know Say what you want about his play on the field, but at the end of the day, Emerson, this kid is out there just doing the best he can as a walk-on. He was really put into an unfortunate situation. Um, you know, the fact that he had to play um, w- was not really his fault. You know, he was a former walk-on. This is not a guy that was recruited to play at South Carolina. He, he worked his tail off. He did the best he could. So I, I hope 
that people remember Perry Orth when his uh, time here is finished at South Carolina as as just the guy who sort of worked his tail off and did everything he could to try and help his team get better because he's been instrumental in the progress of both uh, Jake Bentley and Brandon McIlwain. Yeah, he has. And uh, what a great story Perry Orth is. You know, a guy that was a walk-on who uh, earned a chance to be a starting quarterback at an SEC school. Kind of an interesting set of circumstances and, you know, a story to remember for Perry Orth. So a couple of other things that Muschamp touched on today. He talked about Chris Lamonds getting ejected Saturday night for fighting against Tennessee. And Muschamp said very flatly that Chris lost his composure, said Chris was devastated, and nobody's more disappointed than Chris Lamont was about him getting ejected and it's pretty well documented that Lamont before the game had even ended Wes he had gone to the locker room and he put out a an apology to the Gamecock fan base and to the coaches and all supporters of the University of South Carolina, you know, taking responsibility for his actions and I thought he handled it very well all things considered Wes. Yeah, you know, I um I, I'm personally a I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Chris Lamont. You know, I, I think this is a kid who's actually uh, you know, been su- been through some tragedy in his young life. And uh, Lamont is a kid who sort of uh, has a presence about him. He sort of understands uh, the bigger picture. And, you know, I, I thought his what seemed like a very, you know, when people make mistakes in this day and age, you a lot of times, they're you know, especially professional athletes, they got a PR person or a marketing person that, you know, they put out a canned uh, apology that they were forced to put out. To me, you could tell that Chris Lamont's apology was very heartfelt and legitimate. And this is a kid that's, you know, been through a lot in his early life uh, on a personal side and puts his everything into into games. You can tell the effort that this kid does. I'm a fan of him, and I I thought it like I I just respected the heck out of him basically taking it upon himself to say, look, I I made a mistake. My emotions got the better of me. I messed up. It's not going to happen again. I, yeah. I think. I, I think from a for a college football player to sort of put that on themselves, you you sort of have to respect it because we. I mean, every, everybody makes mistakes. Sure. Yeah, he owned it right away. So credit for that, certainly, and uh, that should be the end of it here. Interesting that Lamont has got three interceptions this year, and Jamarcus King, the current SEC Defensive Player of the Week, had two picks in the win over Tennessee on Saturday. King's now got three picks on the year, and the Gamecock defense has got ten interceptions. That ranks second in the SEC, and Lamont and King are currently tied for third in the conference with those three picks apiece. So the Gamecock defense, Wes, we talk so much about you know the, the problems that the Gamecocks we thought had in the secondary, particularly the safety position. Mm-hmm. Uh, we felt like the corners were pretty good coming into the season, but the safety position was a real concern, and that was reason that the secondary was a concern and here the Gamecocks are with 10 picks none of them by Sky Moore yeah yeah the uh seemed like Sky Moore had a pick every game uh in his career but but yeah I I think I mean LeMond's man you you look at the progress that this kid's made under T-Rob and Muschamp's tutelage and obviously Jamarcus King I think the the progress he's made from from game one to now uh, is pretty incredible And, and these guys you know, Travis Robinson and Will Muschamp, they they had resumes for developing defensive backs. There was no that's no secret. But you know, it's been kind of interesting and kind of fun to just watch it happen before our very eyes. Lamonds was a very highly recruited kid. He was he was committed to Florida at one time, so he you know he would have been playing for Muschamp anyway. But um, you know, it, it's been fun to see those guys develop, and I'm curious to see what this secondary is going to look like uh, next year once they get the, you know they're going to get all their cornerbacks back with a year under their belt under the staff. So uh, then they'll they'll add some recruits to the mix to sort of develop some depth, and, and they'll uh, be off from there, I guess. All right, Wes, enjoy the time today. 
30 minutes, Muschamp spoke to the media this afternoon in South Carolina getting ready for uh, what should be a fun game on Saturday West. Four o'clock start for the Missouri contest. Missouri really limping in. They've lost four in a row, and they've given up at least 500 yards in each of those four losses. So Missouri limping in, and the Gamecocks going to try to keep their winning streak going. The Gamecocks have won two in a row, and a huge game Saturday West because it, it represents possibly the fifth win of the season for South Carolina, and that will leave them one shy of bowl eligibility. Absolutely. Biggest game of the year. And we'll, uh, of course, have complete coverage on uh, the Gamecock Central podcast and on GamecockCentral.com. All right. Thank you, Wes. He's Wes Mitchell. I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us. Industry leading. Difference making. Tomorrow shaping. World changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte.